Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. It's just me, Adam Cousins, today. And I'm bringing you a condensed version of the Smackdown Lowdown uh, from Friday Night Smackdown. Uh, so on tap this week, uh, we had a confirmed match, which was the Women's Championship between EO Sky and Oscar. Smackdown held from uh, Glendale, Arizona in the Desert Diamond Arena. Um, opening the show this week, and generally since he's been back, he's opened the show. He was John Cena. Uh, Cena on this show was basically saying how he'd been a referee, a backstage correspondent, someone that enforces the rules, but he wants to fight. And he's got an issue with Jey Uso and Solo Sokoa. Uh, but he would do two-on-one, but he's luckily enough got a, ha- a partner, uh, which turned out to be AJ Styles. And they challenged the Uso or Jey Uso and Solo Sokoa <clears throat> to a match later on tonight on SmackDown. Um, first things first with John Cena, I've been really disappointed uh, with the run. This this latest run from John Cena, <clears throat> I was hoping for perhaps like a a dream match run, a bit like uh, Brian Danielson seems to be going on 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 an AEW. I was hoping that we'd see three, four, five matches with Cena um, <clears throat> that would basically solidify the great career that he's had, but uh, not doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, and he just you know, and this week was no different. They didn't really get their match in the end, uh, which we'll discuss later on. Um, anyway. And uh, they go backstage and John Cena and AJ Styles talk to Adam Pearce about wanting this match. And Adam Pearce says, well, I wish I could give you that match, but it's not going to be easy because I've got to deal with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Um, which is rather weird because Adam Pearce is the official. And if you wanted to, you know, surely uh, they what he's got to do is make the match. Um, so we'll see how that uh, uh, pans out later on in the show. And the first match on the show was the LWO, Rey Mysterio uh, and Santos Escobar. Uh, they were taking on the Street Profits, who were with Bobby Lashley. Um, it was a really good uh, back and forth match, actually, this one. Really good start to SmackDown. Two good teams. Obviously, you've got the, the high-octane Mysterio and Escobar, and to a degree, Montes Ford, and the powerhouse that is Angelo Dawkins. Obviously, Bobby Lashley uh, at ringside as well, which... Paid into dividends later on after a lot of back and forth uh, action. Uh, there was an opportunity for Angelo Dawkins to, shall we say, uh, finish the story. That's kind of a Cody Rhodes thing. But uh, Bobby Lashley basically left it on a plate for Angelo Dawkins to hit a finisher and be ruthless. Um, and he wasn't. And that roof and that unruthlessness, if that's even a word, uh, cost the Street Profits. Uh, basically, at the end, Lashley uh, chokeslam Mysterio on the apron. Uh, Dawkins goes for a powerbomb after hesitantly waiting. And uh, Mysterio uh, picked up the win after countering that with a Hurricane Rana. Um, backstage for this, um, Bobby Lashley's giving some tough uh, tough love, shall we say, to the Street Profits, basically saying, you've got to take your opportunity when it presents itself to you. You've got to basically go for the kill. Um, which they didn't in this match, and it cost them. So he's not very happy. He, you know, he's sort of saying, potentially, you're not the right people to work with me. I think slowly, 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 this is the start of the heel turn for the Street Profits, and they will eventually take that shot on whoever it is, and that will then be the heel turn. I've been waiting for the heel turn for the Street Profits for some time. This group seems to be the right group to do it for. 
Uh, and it's probably just a case of if, not when. Um, uh, when, not if, sorry, not if, not when. Uh, when, but not when, not if. Uh, and when that does happen, uh, I think we're going to have a really good run with these three. I think they're going to be great. Do they add Bianca into the mix when she comes back? That's up for that's well, it's up to the WWE. Um, we'll just briefly talk uh, releases. WWE uh, released a lot of talent, uh, 21 uh, talent uh, on screen. Um, Dolph Ziggler, Top Dollar, Ali. Uh, there was quite a few others as well for time. Mansoor and Mace uh, from uh, Marseille, sorry, a Mansoor of uh, Maximum Male Models also went. Um, and Shelton Benjamin said he got his arm. Um, a lot of people, um, you know, criticised it and, you know, criticised some of the WWE for some of the names that have been released. Um, I think it's interesting because there's a couple of names surprised me, but I think in the grander scheme of things, if you look at what these names were doing on WWE or, or wasn't doing really, and, and what one thing that a lot of these ones wasn't doing was competing. Uh, perhaps Dana Brooke being one of the exempts and Ali and Dana Brooke will probably be two of the ones that maybe surprised me over the likes of Dolph Ziggler and Cedric Alexander and Sean Benjamin because they're actually embedded in storylines going forward. Ali was meant to take on Dominic Mysterio uh, on Saturday at No Mercy and Dana Brooke was in a storyline in NXT. So those two actually surprised me more because they're on TV. I think the rest of them, like it's probably more beneficial for them all to be released because... They weren't really doing. I mean, we know Dolph Ziggler's had an absolute stellar career in the WWE. Uh, he's you know world champ, tag champ, you know, Connell champ. I mean, he's won every title WWE had apart from the Universal. Um, he will be able to be picked up and will go anywhere. Even if he doesn't, he's got his comedy. He's got enough stuff to keep him busy outside of WWE. And I'm pretty sure that you know Dolph will probably find a home. Uh, elsewhere same with Shelton same with Cedric and probably Ali I can see Impact Wrestling picking up a few names as well maybe someone like the Mansours the Maces the Shankies you know people like that because they have what Impact Wrestling do well is they kind of have a habit of picking up the lesser known names and creating them into big stars which which is what WWE couldn't do so that's probably where where Impact Wrestling will pick up will NWA pick up any I'm not so sure that any of them will fit in the NWA, but wouldn't be surprised if they turned up on a one-shot deal, one, one or two-shot deal, perhaps. NWA are looking strong. Uh, Production-wise, they're really, really good now. And, and I think, as I'm going to allude to on the NWA review later this week, and possibly they've got a TV deal or they're getting a TV deal, and that's why a lot of the changes will happen. And potentially at that point, should they get a TV deal, that does open up an opportunity uh, for the NWA to pick up some of these talents. But a bit like Impact, and this isn't a, a hit at Impact or NWA, it will probably be the back end of the, the, those releases more than the likes of your Ziggler's or your Shelton's or your Cedric's. AEW will pick up a few, I'm sure. But again, you've got to remember, AEW's roster is already stacked. So to pick up another couple of guys, I think it will need to make a lot of sense for them to do it. They won't just do it willy-nilly like TNA used to do when WWE used to do the cuts. You were waiting for them to come into the impact zone uh, back then. So I think a little bit different this time, but there is a lot of opportunity. Even on the Matt Cardona on the independence is making a ton of money since his release. And there's no reason why a lot of those guys and girls can't just go onto the independence and make money. Uh, in terms of Riddle, uh, I am from again what I've been reading is a, 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 an MMA promotion 
have uh, expressed interest in Matt Riddle. So potentially that's an option. Do I see him going AEW? I'm not really sure. Uh, again, Impact Wrestling. It's it's a really weird one, Riddle. Riddle was obviously uh, released not to budget budget cuts as they announced their uh, $1.25 billion TV deal. Uh, and it's probably going to be a sold-out show in Australia. Um, yeah, Riddle was slightly different. The Riddle's had a lot of issues. He's had some substance issues. There was issues at an airport recently. I think it was JFK Airport, uh, which ultimately have, allu- have alluded to this moment, uh, which is a shame because, again, he was invested in a storyline with Drew McIntyre on Raw, which will probably which would probably have made Drew turn heel eventually. Probably still going to happen just in a different way now, I would assume. But, uh, yeah, Riddle was another big one. But surprised by it, no, because we, if you know Riddle and you know the issues, um, kind of – basically tells you what you need to know but uh we wish all of those people that got released the best and i'm sure they'll find a home uh, somewhere or another be that the independence another television company or in dolph ziggler's case uh, he's comedy uh anyway let's move on to smackdown um interestingly enough we had a a, a, a vignette from uh alba fire and isla dawn and they were the ones that have claimed to have cursed the women's tag team championships because Ronda Rousey and, and Shayna Baszler beat them for them. Or oh, unified, sorry, the titles. They were the NXT tag team champions at the time. Uh, I thought that was a really good vignette because they're using the fact that a lot of people, and even since Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville had won it, they got injured and then Chelsea Green and Piper Niven uh, become well, were just made tag team champions and Piper Niven had an injury uh, about a week later. So they are proclaiming to be the ones that have cursed the women's tag team division. I think that's absolute genius. It's a great way of using something that's actually a true fact in their injuries and playing it into a storyline. This is what wrestling needs to be doing a bit more of. And, and sometimes I think they don't use enough of that in wrestling to take that realism, the fact that something has happened in real, in say real life, but in their real life and turned it into the storyline side of it because it makes so much sense. And it does look like Alba Fire and Isla Dawn will be challenging for the women's tag team championships very very soon that'll be good uh to give chelsea and piper some competition it's been kind of quiet on the women's tag team front recently so hopefully this will start breathing a bit of life and fire in, into that division uh no pun intended for those two um next up uh, there was a bit of a backstage skit between uh theory he was trying to hijack the show uh brawling brutes were basically uh, hijacked the show last week Ridge Holland was there, the brawling brutes, pokes fun at Fury. Um, and then the Grayson Waller come back from behind uh, and was backing up Fury. And basically, the brawling brutes challenged uh, Fury and Waller for the match, for a tag match later on, which Adam Pierce could get that one accepted without needing to speak to anybody. So go figure about the, uh, the <laughs> match with Solo and Jay. Uh, with this, you know, Brawling Brutes, uh, Butch Pete Dunn has been really good on NXT and the match he had on NXT with Tyler Tyler Bate last week was absolutely sensational. I just feel now, is you know, with Sheamus who's got a shoulder injury, he's got quite a serious shoulder injury for, for what, uh, from what I hear and he'll be out for a long period of time. So again, we wish Sheamus a very speedy recovery. That kind of leaves the Brutes in, a, in an awkward place. And, and I think if you were going to separate the Brutes Now's the time to do it. There was rumours that Pete Dunne would be turning heel uh, soon. Uh, maybe this is the opportunity uh, while Sheamus is out for a considerable amount of time. Uh, I would potentially like to see that. He's done his tag team stuff um, and it's time for him to, I think, go back to being the bruiser weight that he is. 
Um, Austin Fury and Waller. Waller's fine. I mean, Waller's Waller's been getting some good props recently. His talk show is funny. Uh, but Austin Fury is the one for me. And it's now in that point where I think I talked about it last week on the show. He hasn't recovered from when Cena destroyed him on the mic, let alone The Rock absolutely killing him uh, last week. And, and I think with Fury, you know, we were talking about LA Knight as well and saying that, you know, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it now kind of thing. And I think Fury's time has passed. I, I really do think that. He's got age on his side, though. There's, you know, they, they can always drop back down. I know he went back down to NXT previously and come back up. So there's no reason why he can't do that for a third time uh, or a second time uh, and come back up and, and be a bigger name. But it, I think theory, I think the other thing, perhaps he needs some time away from our screens because he's been destroyed by two legends and he just hasn't even recovered from the first one and the second one last week with the rock just too much for me um so i think theory does need to take that time away uh nevertheless we'll see what happens and uh that tag team match was confirmed for later on on smackdown uh next match was uh the women's championship match eo sky damage uh, of damage control versus Asuka. charlotte flair was at ringside on comment i think she was on commentary she was definitely sitting at the commentary desk anyway that's generally uh, a a subject of trouble if that happens uh one of one of them is sitting there but again with, with this match and we've been saying this uh for a while now on the turnbuckle podcast give the women a storyline that makes sense give them a lengthy match that matters and once again they did that and it delivered this match was fantastic it was a really good championship match with Oscar uh, and the guys a few times during that she she tried to get the Oscar lock on on a few occasions on it and I really thought at one point she was going to do it uh, and then she hooked the Oscar lock in uh, right near the end of the match, Bailey put uh, Eo Sky's foot on a rope. Charlotte then basically batters her with a forearm smash, uh, and then Sky hit the Meteora to the back of Oscar's head, who at that time was looking for Charlotte Flair, and then hit her with a brilliant moonsault uh, to pick up the victory. And again, this match was absolutely fantastic and does outline they have some absolute strength in that division, and they've got some amazing talent when they use them and i'm hoping that this is really going to be a wake-up call the the, the the women's division in general was talking to uh a british wrestler last week with artemis and we're saying you know there's this little like, up and down and it's certainly on this trajectory again but i'm just hoping the wwe keep it up that way and not only wwe aew impact and nwa nwa are probably the only ones that are keeping it up there with their women's division at the minute the rest it's all peats and troughs and and then i suppose impact to be honest are pretty much the same as nwa it's just wwe and aew that are your mainstream wrestling shows that are like this with it and they really need to keep it on the upward trajectory that they've done over the last couple of weeks this match itself was amazing so i really hope that they keep it on uh the upward curve um so we go to the bloodline at this point. Uh, and he's basically Paul Heyman informs Adam Pierce that he's fine with a tag team match as long as it doesn't happen tonight. Uh, Pierce mentions that the match, surprise, surprise, doesn't happen tonight. Sorry, just to interrupt myself. Uh, Paul Hay- uh, Pierce then mentions that the match is signed for fast lane and, and Jimmy was like, he doesn't have a problem with it. He's ready to sign the contract. Uh, Heyman tells Jimmy that all decisions in the bloodline have to be approved by Roman Reigns. Solo says that Heyman has nothing to worry about tonight because there'll be nobody left to fight at Fast Lane once the show is over. Um, there was a big plug for Elimination Chamber, which is going to be in Australia next year. That's going to be an amazing show. 
over in Perth for 60,000 seats. It's probably going to sell out. They've had over 100,000 signups for the show. So it's going to be a massive show. It will sell out all day long. And the good thing is, in jolly old England, where we're from, we're getting another pay-per-view that we don't have to watch at 1 a.m. It's going to be on around 11 a.m. our time. So we will very much enjoy a nice early morning, 11s, tea, scones, or in my case, coffee, scones, maybe a spot, maybe a few sandwiches while that's on. And I'm really just stereotypical. It's stereotypically an English person at this point. That means I will be, but you get the gist, right? I hope you do anyway. Um, but that's going to be great. Afterwards, a really funny, uh, pretty deadly vignette end. Obviously, one of them is still injured and he's working his way back to training. He's working on one part of the body isn't even injured, which is quite funny. Uh, but anyway, that was a really funny uh, scare. Pretty deadly, can't come back soon enough. Um, next match was the uh, Austin Fury, uh, Grayson Waller against the Brutes. Um, again, this was a decent match. I wouldn't say it was fantastic by any stretch of the imagination. It was a decent match. Uh, the end of it really was where um, Waller has drive Butch back first into the steel uh, wing post and then connects with the roll through stunner. And then Austin Fury pins Holland with the A Town down. Uh, you know, it was what it was. It was a it was a sort of pre main event match. You know, when you're just sort of getting yourselves ready uh, for the main event uh, of SmackDown or the or the last segment of SmackDown, shall we say? Uh, it just gets you ready for that. So it was an okay match. Nothing more. Nothing. No more, no less than then. Okay. Um, they announced that next week, uh, Rey Mysterio will go one on one with Santos Escobar for the United States Championship. Uh, Charlotte will take on Bailey, and Bobby Lashley will be a guest on the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, the next part of it now, um, was the contract signing for the match at Fastlane, uh, the bloodline, uh, against Styles and Cena. Cena comes out. Waiting for AJ Styles doesn't appear, and he has been beat down. Uh, and he's on a stretcher. He's on going into the ambulance. So it looks like John Cena is out of this. And then they got into the ring uh, for a bit. Uh, the bloodline then come into the ring with Cena, and basically Cena at this point is two on one, and he tries his best. Um, but basically, the bloodline are too much for John Cena at this point. Um, now. There is a different part of this story that was meant to be told on, on SmackDown, but unfortunately didn't get told. Um, that AJ Styles was meant to be carried away in an ambulance and a new partner was meant to uh, assist John Cena and sign the contract for Fastlane. Now, that didn't happen this week. I'm not going to give away who it was, uh, just because some of you who don't read the spoilers, who don't read the news, who just watch the show, it would be wrong for me to say it in case it happens this week on, on SmackDown. Um, so keep a lookout for that. But it may not be AJ Styles that fights, uh, goes with John Cena or... They may do it that he does. I think it all depends on a COVID protocol issue with another superstar or megastar, depending on what way you want to look at it. But yeah, that was really smacked out in a nutshell. Did it blow me away? No. Was it boring? No. It was just a run of the mill episode of SmackDown, to be honest with you guys. It was okay at best. Uh, but guys, this has been the SmackDown review. We've got interviews this week. We've got more review shows this week. We may get a top 10 out this week. I don't know. It's a very busy week uh, for the Buckle team. 
as Dave is counting down the days until he becomes a daddy for the second time with his son on the way this week. Uh, but guys, this has been the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. I've been your host, Adam Cousins. And until next time, everybody, buckle down and stay safe. Hey, everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.